1: with Jeffrey Flanagan. We are in Surprise, Arizona. Beautiful, sunny day in Arizona, Jeffrey, as usual. And uh, talking a little Royals. The first uh, couple weeks of camp are in the books. Games are underway in the Cactus League season. And uh, obviously, Jeffrey, the Royals uh, don't have much to prove to the baseball world, but uh, they, they've still gotten uh, some business done here. Um, let's, let's first of all talk about the Salvador Perez contract because this is one where Obviously you want to do right by the player, and yet, you know, they were in such a good position with that contract, I'm sure it was tough for them to do right by the player. But uh, the five-year $52.5 million commitment, that did seem to resonate
0: well with the guys in the clubhouse. Yeah, it just sends a positive signal throughout the clubhouse. And and the other interesting thing about that is, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the offseason about this two-year window that the Royals have. Like they're just gonna fall off the cliff after 2017. But as you can see, uh, Dayton and his staff are really committed to, you know, going being competitive beyond that. And this is one of the the signals of that. You know, uh, now Salvi signed through 2021. They have Ventura long term. Gordon was signed. You know, Soria will be around. Kennedy. Um, they've got room on the payroll. They were only committed to about $60 million in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't think uh, they're just going to fall off the cliff. I think they're going to do their best to keep the core together. And, and it's not a foregone conclusion that guys like Haas and Moose and Lorenzo are just going to leave after that. I think they'll find a way to keep them. Let's, let's talk about Haas in that vein because he is such a, a focal point of this lineup. And,
1: you know, in this industry, people often assume, well, Scott Boris, guys. Uh, don't do the uh, in-house extension, but that's not exactly true. That's, that's happened with multiple players in the past. So, is the I guess is the environment special enough to perhaps bridge that gap?
0: Yeah, and Haas talked to me about that uh, earlier this week. That uh, I asked him if the Kansas City market was too small for him, and he said no. I mean, you, it's kind of like. Uh, Stephon Curry in Golden State. I mean, that's not a huge, huge market, but you make it what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, he. I, I get the feeling that he'd be very content in Kansas City if he had a long-term deal. And and you mentioned Boris. And actually, Boris and Dayton really have developed a really strong yeah. relationship over the years. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's the first one out the door after 2017. He wants to win above else, and uh, you know, Moose wants to win. I, I wouldn't be shocked if sometime next year. They sit down and try to find a way to keep uh, Haas here. What do you think of? Uh, I was just talking to Hosmer myself about uh, you know
1: his prospects for, for the new season, and and there's a guy who, as much as this team has reached its ceiling and winning World Series <laughs> title there's a guy who strikes me as a guy who has not yet reached his, his major league ceiling.
0: I couldn't agree more. I mean, we, we, we do talk about that ceiling a lot, but individually, have they reached their ceilings? And a, a guy like Haas, you just keep looking at him, you see that skill set, you see the long legs, the, the the power, the opposite field power, you go, why can't this guy, and he had a big breakthrough year last year, but why can't this guy suddenly hit 320 or 330 and knock out 25, 30 homers? It's going to be a little tough in Kauffman Stadium, as you know, but um, he's got that that potential, that skill set, um, and I, I think you know Moose had a big breakthrough year last year too. Yeah. But I think he can top that. Salvi can get better offensively. You just look around. Lorenzo had a big, big year last year. Big jump in home runs. Is he the guy that goes from 16 to maybe 25 homers and maybe you know steals any more bases? I, I think individually, we don't know they're stealing it. Uh, Royals got some bad news early in
1: camp with uh, Gerard Dyson's injury. And he'll be out uh, the very early portion of the regular season. What does that mean for right field?
0: Yeah, it's a really, really tough break for Girard. Worked hard all off season. Here was his big chance uh, to start opening day, and uh, now that's not going to happen. He's going to be out probably at least six weeks. Uh, well, they say four to six weeks, mm-hmm. but but that still pushes him past the opener. Uh, fortunately, they have a, a guy like Paulo Orlando who had a terrific breakthrough year last year as a rookie. Um, has really impressed the coaching staff, impressed Ned. One of those guys that, you know, he's fast, he's got a good arm, has some power, you know, we call him triples because all he seems to do is hit triples. His first at-bat in spring, and, and the inter-squad game was a triple, of course. Um, so he'll step right in. I think, uh, you know, I talked to Ned about it the other day. He's really looking for someone, just one guy to take the position. You know, he, he would platoon once Dyson comes back, but he'd really prefer just to hand it to somebody, somebody to go win the job. And, and maybe Paulo's that guy this spring.
1: Yeah, his, his, uh, his triple binge last April was was still one of the more fun elements of the 2016 season for me. You just don't see something like that. No, nah,
0: so. he's, he's just, a uh, what a great story he yeah. is, too, you yeah. know, the third Brazilian to, to play in the big leagues, the first ever in the World Series, and, mm-hmm. and a terrific guy, and, uh, you know, just so happy for him, and he, he got that wild tattoo of himself and his, his Major League de- debut on his back, which mm-hmm. uh, he's been showing off to everybody. It, it's I have really, seen that. Okay, oh, it's I really big. Yeah, you can look at it on, <laughs> on his Instagram account or. Twitter account, and uh, it's really fun, uh, but only a big league player could probably get away with that, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's a great story, and, and he's got a lot of guys in that clubhouse rooting for him. Did these guys get a bulk rate on their tattoos? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, has got yeah, his uh, yeah. Have you seen that one, yeah, too? With, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah there, there's, there's a lot of ink going around there. <laughs> um, also, in right field, uh, Travis Snyder was a guy... Uh, you know, a lot of intrigue there from a non-roster invitee standpoint uh, from a first-round pick. What are the early impressions of him?
0: Well, he's off to a little bit of a slow start, but, you know, there's still a lot of spring left. Um, he's a guy that really, I mean, if they were going to carry five outfielders, which I think they will, um, having Dyson go down, this is a great opportunity for him uh, to step up and maybe grab that fifth spot. They've got some other younger guys, Ivner, Martinez, uh, maybe, maybe even a Bubba Starling, who's really had a really solid camp so far. Hmm. Um, and it's impressed uh, Ned with his defense and swung the bat pretty well. Stranger things have happened, you know. I yeah. mean, we we've, were just assuming Bubba's gonna be a uh, former first round pick, gonna be starting yeah. the year at AA. But, you know, with Dyson down, with the way he can play defense, and you know how they put a priority on defense here, yeah. uh, I, I, I will not rule it out that he might be the fifth guy. But Travis Snyder, uh, former first round pick, as you know, uh, um, they're kind of hoping he'll. Uh, step up and, and, and have a better spring than he started out at. You know. That would be quite a story, Bubba Starling. I mean oh he was boy. quite a story
1: at the draft. Yeah he was. And now and, here we are all these yeah, years and, later. And, you
0: know a lot of fan a lot of the fan base kind of gave up to him. He's a high school kid yeah. uh, who really struggled the first couple years in the Mines, which you'd expect him to do. I mean, he's facing pitching that he'd never you know, seen that good before. And and but he's made some improvements. He had a pretty decent year last year, had a good instructional league. Um, and has really come out this spring, swinging the bat well, and he's made two tremendous defensive plays uh, already in the first couple games. Uh, Early, though it may be, anything you can tell us about second base? Too soon to say. Omar uh, has still not uh, been cleared by the medical staff to play in the games. Um, I suspect he'll start DHing maybe mid to late this week and then maybe in the games the week after. Ned's being very, very cautious about it. Uh, I talked to Omar early in camp. He's weightlifting again, which he hasn't been able to do for two years, he said, because of the problems with his shoulder and his elbow, so uh, it's going to be a battle between him and Cologne. to be honest, I mean, I, I think Omar would really have to have a poor spring for him to lose the job, I mean, they, they're, they're saying all the right things, and it's going to be a 50-50 competition, but hey, you know, he's making, he's going to be making 17 million, and he's Omar, he's a great defender, and uh, I think it would, something strange would have to happen, but that's what, that's why we're here, we'll find out. I'd be remiss not to ask you about the great Balbino
1: <laughs> who I understand had a very big hit the other night.
0: What a moment! It was last night. Uh, you know, there, uh, I don't know if he got the ball signed or not, but uh, another great story, of course. And um, this is his first big league camp. You yeah. know, two years ago, he he couldn't get anybody to offer him a, a, a job and had to go through the independent league and that up and had a terrific year last year. Till he had ACL surgery in July, went to the Futures game, mm-hmm. got a hit there. Had a really impressive batting practice and uh, got his first hit of spring last night uh, in Peoria. And um, kind of a fun thing for him. Just a just a guy that's pretty easy to root for. A wonderful kid. Um, uh, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, speaking generally, uh, my uh,
1: instant takeaway from Royals camp is the new clubhouse. Ooh that's an improvement huh it's <laughs> exactly. been considerably revamped yeah it looks like the home of a world champion doesn't it, it? Does, I mean yeah, compared much more to
0: be fitting yeah yeah compared to last year and, and the players weren't complaining about the the old clubhouse but you know you were then there Anthony was a little rickety yeah. and you know small the coaches didn't even have their own room and and now you look at it and go wow it's better than some big league clubhouses you know <laughs> yep. um compared to like the Cubs clubhouse or you know some of the other teams and very nice, uh, it's a renovation that's been in the works, and there goes David Glass right now. There he is. Uh, he's been working with the people of Surprise, we've been very good about it, and uh, yeah, very impressive. Uh, um, just, it just tells you it's a big league big league camp. It's almost as if the City of Surprise
1: said, if, if you guys win, if, if the Royals win the World Series and the Rangers win the AL West, we will uh, agree to <laughs> we will uh, upgrade, upgrade you. your, your amenities. So they did a great job. Nice <laughs> to see uh, that, that come through. Uh, all right, Flanny, any other uh, general impressions these, these first couple weeks? I know well, it's early and games are just started, but uh, any, any other thoughts? Yeah, there
0: are a couple of little surprises. I mean, uh, Matt Strom is a, is a rookie who was a 21st-round pick um, in 2012 at TJ Surgery the next year, and uh, he's been the kind of the young surprise of camp so far. Uh, had a terrific outing two, two innings last night, just kind of nasty stuff. Uh, so he's something we're going to keep an eye on this spring, and you know, if he doesn't make the team, uh, there's not many jobs open. But um, a, a, it's a kid that you want to keep your eye on throughout the, the minor league season. Mm. All right, there you have it. Jeffrey Flanagan is all over it for Royals.com.
1: Glad we were able to do this in person, man. It's yeah. good to see nice. you. It's good to be here in Surprise. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.